0: Welcome back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We want to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. My name is Tim, and thanks for tuning in. Well, good morning. I pray that meditating on the example of Job that we talked about on Monday has been helpful for you. Have you been able to pray to the Lord and acknowledge consistently since then? Keep going and keep building that habit of acknowledging the Lord. And know that pursuing holiness is never a fruitless effort. And I hope that you're encouraged by Job's example of worship as you grow in your worship. So today, let us go over our final example of worship for the month, the Apostle Paul. Yes, this is surely an example that should encourage us to run even harder for the kingdom. Paul is undoubtedly one of the greatest examples of worship we can turn to, and we will do that today. We're actually going to take a look at a letter he wrote at the end of his life, which is 2 Timothy, and we'll be reading chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Doesn't this just absolutely show the wonderful, worshipful attitude Paul had? This is Paul, at the end of his life, passing the torch onto his beloved spiritual son Timothy. And even in the face of certain death, he writes about the future and what he looks forward to, the crown of righteousness given to him in the presence of the Lord. Paul exercises his amazing faith once more to pen these last words to Timothy, encouraging him to carry on the ministry and to continue living the Christian life. And today, I want to examine Paul's words here and show Paul's immense example of worship to the Lord. First, let's take a look at the fearlessness of Paul's example. We see that he knows he is at the end of his life, for he says, I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. There is an absolute certainty in these words Paul is writing. He sees the end is coming, and yet he does not write about how frightened he is or about how regretful he is. Rather, he is writing about his imminent death. And Paul, confident in the Lord unanxious about the situation, is still trying to do ministry and is trying to encourage his disciple. Look at that. Paul is using his last moments still for the kingdom of God. What confidence and what fearlessness he has in his faith. Do we see the fearlessness we can have in our faith in the midst of adversity, pain, and even death? Paul did because he was always dependent on the Lord. And second, let's take a look at the confidence of Paul's example. In verse 7, he lists out the mission he has accomplished. He has fought the good fight, finished the course, and kept the faith. These three actions are remarkable, and Paul has the confidence to call it accomplished. Not because he is bragging or boasting about his accomplishments, But he sees his looming death and reflects on his life, a life spent for the Lord, and considers it accomplished. What confidence in his example to Timothy, his disciple. Only someone who has been entrenched in the work of God, in the ministry of the Lord, can be this confident in his faith and example to others. Now this is a call for us to examine our lives and examine what example we set to others. Lastly, let's take a closer look at the excitement of Paul's example. He writes in verse 8 that he is looking forward to the crown of righteousness that is going to be given to him by the Lord. This is the reward he has been looking forward to all this time. Here is Paul doing laborious work day in and day out, all for the sake of God's kingdom, and he continues to work and is excited for the things to come. Now here, he is right at the end, and he is still able to exercise that excitement for the divine reward. He was not encumbered by earthly treasures or man's praises, but he looked forward to one thing, and that was the crown of righteousness. So let us also cultivate an excitement for the things to come to see the reward in heaven as a grand treasure to strive for. And we can only be excited for the divine things only if we continue growing in holiness, only if we continue treasuring what God treasures. Then, this is the call for us to continue reading, to continue praying, to continue fellowshipping, and to continuously serve the church so that we are able to become more heavenly-minded and understand that the divine prize given to us is truly a precious prize to treasure. Christian, there are many things we can take away from Paul's example of worship to the Lord, but let us consider these three things today. His fearlessness, his confidence, and his excitement. Let us be fearless in our faith knowing the persecution and worldly consequences to come. Let us be confident in our faith, entrenched in the work of God and valuing ministry highly. Let us also be excited for the future to come, desiring that crown of righteousness laid out before us. Let us strive as Christians, grow as Christians and live as Christians so that we can be a great example of worship to others as well. Thanks for tuning in. I pray today's episode has been profitable for your spiritual walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or comments, send them our way at Recharge Radio at rgcsd.com. This is Tim, signing off until next time.